0: Hey everybody, welcome to Too Busy to Flush. I'm JR. And I'm Molly. And if this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for being here. Molly and I have unscripted conversations around life and faith and family and all the things. And we have four children together. We are married because that would be weird if we didn't have, if we had four children and we weren't married.
1: Wouldn't be that weird these days oh, in our culture. Fair. Wouldn't be that weird. Four um, kids is weird, but they're not married and still having. I need kids to sit down and weird. figure
0: out the intro that, intro. that new intro I want to the show I want to work on. But have um, you
1: heard? Speaking of not married but having kids, have you heard about this guy Nick Cannon, who has like? Thir- I've heard of Nick Cannon. Apparently, he, he's an actor. He just announced that a woman is pregnant with something like his thirteenth child, and he's trying to have. Multiple kids with multiple different women for some bizarre reason. Uh, There are memes all over about him. Anyway, just such a that all the reasons that he and these women who are like, yes, I'll have this famous man's babies and not have him be committed to me for life. The the reasons that he's having these kids are so selfish, with little with zero regard for the well being. The emotional well-being that comes to kids from having being raised by a married mom and dad
0: so this is there's a i'm gonna say something right now that's gonna sound kind of weird um maybe not weird i don't want to victim blame but there's a whole vibe around there's a whole thing going on in uh in the edm world um i'm on EDM Twitter is EDM call it. being electronic, electronic dance digital dance music,
1: <clears throat> dance music. Uh, okay,
0: electronic dance music in the EDM world where all of these women are saying, I was sexually assaulted by this guy, I was sexually assaulted by this guy. this guy sexually assaulted me, yada, yada, yada. Here's the rub. These women are intentionally going into artists' hotel rooms with them. Intentionally going to their place of domicile, under the auspices of...
1: Hanging out?
0: Hanging out, partying, doing drugs together. When you're invited to a hotel room...
1: What do you think might happen?
0: Yeah, do you not understand the male mindset? Do you not know what a guy is? Like, when you're invited to a hotel room, he wants to have sex with you. This is not rocket science. And so, like, a part of me is like, yes.
1: When you say yes, despite all of the consent-based stuff going on in our world right now, when you say yes, I will come to your hotel room, that communicates a certain willingness to that man, whether or not you're going to consent to particular sex acts in the moment. And I... Or he's going to t- or whether he's going to assess carefully whether your mental state with drugs and alcohol is capable of appropriate amounts of consent
0: right and it, so yes men should not be deliberately uh, preying on or trying to take advantage of or going out and willy-nilly trying to have sex with every woman they meet Guys shouldn't do that it's not how we're wired you know we hear a lot about you know christian ethic on sexuality this is part of it but that's not what guys should be doing on but women need to be a hell of a lot smarter i'm sorry but like this the women out there with nick cannon like oh i'll have his baby do you, do you not realize there's a cost to this do you not like you're you're and helping even if the
1: cost is not to propagate. you personally the cost will be to your children who will grow up functionally fatherless Yes, having a famous father who financially supplies your needs, if he will, does nothing for the emotional needs that a child has for his or her father. Uh, let me just say, going to your not victim blaming, I don't think anybody who's listening to us right now is going to take issue with what you just said. <laughs> but but there, there's a point of wisdom that I want to bring out in terms of how we talk to our daughters particularly, and our son, about, and and we talk to them differently, about being wise in the world that we currently inhabit. So for our girls, look, you guys, we've talked about this. I have this Krav Maga, Maga Krav Maga, am I saying it right, stick that is now my keychain on my new Subaru, and it is a, it's about six inches long, and it's pointed on the end, and if I were to learn how to use it, I could use it as a fairly close to lethal weapon or at least something would inflict, inflict enough damage on someone that I would have a better chance being a 5'4 petite woman to get away from a man, you know, who might have 100 pounds on me and a foot on me. I, it levels the playing field for me to have something on my keychain as I'm the reason I did it. I bought this is because I was walk. I'd met a friend for drinks and I was walking, I had to walk two blocks and I walked through in our downtown, a group of people who, if not, were, if they were not homeless, because our downtown, like many downtowns is getting that problem. If they were not homeless, they were, they were loitering for an extended period of time and probably (laughs) not uh they were probably imbibing in at least one substance that would render their judgment not great and there were enough of them filling the sidewalk that I got pretty uncomfortable and I deliberately put my phone down like I didn't put it in my pocket I had it out but I wasn't looking at it and I straightened my posture so that I looked aware and confident And I busted my little tail through that group (laughs) to get away from them. And I made sure no one had followed me to my car. And I got in my car and I locked the doors right away. And I was trying to be as wise as I could in the moment. But I got in my car and I thought, boy, it would have been awfully nice to have some sort of weapon on me. But the sort of weapon... you carry. Well... Two-way, baby. Yeah, and also...
0: Being somewhat sarcastic.
1: Well, I, I have considered carrying mace on my... On my keychain, but I've got kids who fart around with stuff like that. Yeah. And I feel like the odds are very good that one of them would set it off.
0: Spray themselves? <laughs> would oh, spray themselves
1: prior to and it wouldn't be lethal, right? But it would make a big impression. Uh, so anyway, I have that on my person, and I will encourage my girls. This is one of the reasons that I'm all in on having our girls do martial arts, is because we had a friend who was a sex crimes prosecutor in the city of Billings for a number of years. And when we enrolled Lily at age four in martial arts, she said that when studies have shown that if they take men who are sex offenders and they show them a lineup of women, literally just, you know, a lineup, they will pick out the women that they would choose to victimize. And it's never women who have done sports because the physical confidence that any sort of athletic experience or prowess, uh, imparts to you, uh, gives you a sense of physical confidence, even in how you subconsciously carry yourself, that um, people who are not physically strong and capable and aware of that, particularly women, carry. So anyway, I the point of that was there are things that we as parents can do to make our girls grow in wisdom and... Let's be honest, be statistically less likely to become a victim. Also, real basic common sense when they go off to college, like, hey, maybe don't drink and put yourself in a situation where a guy could victimize you. Maybe don't, you know, hang out with the type type of people who are going to be inclined to do that. You know, make people, make them aware of what alcohol and other substances do to your judgment And regret the next day from choices that you've made and the value of relationships, real relationships, you know, with a with a member of the opposite gender that you're romantically attracted to. There's there's a certain level of emotional commitment that needs to be there before you start building the physical commitment because of basic rules of bodily chemistry where a woman emits oxytocin. Oxytocin, yes, no, not OxyContin. Oxytocin, well, like when you are physically, uh, not not just intimate, but physically with somebody, close to somebody to that you are emotionally attached to, your body, especially as a woman, releases. Men's bodies do this too, but your testosterone subdues the effect of the oxytocin. A woman's body, the estrogen does not or the progesterone does not subdue the effects of the bonding hormone and you get flooded with it. If you are physically intimate with somebody and if you're not emotionally attached to them, your body's like, Hey, I'm bonding to this person. That's what, that's what I do when I'm physically intimate with somebody because that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be bonded to this person and, you know, just letting our girls know there's no such thing as, commitment-free hookup for a woman at least I mean there shouldn't be for a man either but for a woman your body starts saying I'm in a relationship to this person and that's actually there are conservative anthropologists and sociologists who surmise that that's a big reason for the mental health issues for women on college campuses these days Mm. is because they are being told you can have commitment-free hookups. Just like men, you know, sex is whatever you want it to be. It means whatever you want it to mean, meaning it's just for fun and it can be relationally meaningless. And then you end up with a body that's saying, I've got this commitment to all these men and these men care nothing for me. That's a huge recipe for confusion, for depression, for heartbreak, and um yeah, we have a huge and also a huge recipe for revenge and regret, which is why you get all of these boys who did not believe they were sexually assaulting someone being accused of sexual assault on college campuses because they're like, wait, she was into it. And then the girl's like, today I'm not into it. Now I'm mad because you didn't call me back the next day. Um.
0: Oof. <laughs> Oof. You know, there's and with with the guys, you know, having a healthy respect of women, understanding that. There's a power imbalance, both physical, um, sometimes emotional. And, you know, there's always going to be an element of wanting to um, subdue and conquer Mm -hmm. and recognizing that that's not healthy. You're not doing, you're not considering this girl's best interests by any stretch. So, you know, to fulfill your selfish desires, you're going to leave somebody potentially wrecked and ruined at the mm. end of the day um so i yeah i don't know i just i been really irritated by all the stuff i'm seeing you know and it's like i went to his room and then i did this and it's like why did you go to his room what did you expect you know like yeah you guys are gonna like eat cheese and crackers and
1: just hang out just and have share a good time. stories talk. like yeah Maybe talk. cuddle
0: yeah when was the last time a guy you knew just wanted to hey come up to my room let's,
1: let's cuddle. talk let's, let's cuddle, cuddle um I don't want to call yeah <laughs> I agree with you but I think that that rather than lob grenades at people that we don't know anonymously I think it's really important to recognize that both both men and women bear strong responsibility for mm-hmm. protecting themselves as well as protecting others and this I mean this goes as we're starting you know our girls are ju- our youngest our oldest girl is just on the cusp of um... Not quite. She's 10. But she's she's getting to the cusp of puberty and being a preteen. And, you know, so I think we're going to have to start having, I, particularly, modesty conversations with our girls. And even they've watched the movies Sing One and Sing Two because they heard the music on a singing app that Elise was playing. And they liked the music, so I let them watch the movies. And there's more, far more provocative dress and dancing than our sweet little homeschool girls have been exposed to, and they for sure have started imitating that, like, rolling their shirts up, and just the other day I was like, um, you have your shirt rolled up like you're wearing a bra, and you have nothing between your pants and your, your bra line, not okay, pull your shirt down, oh, hmm. But they were doing that and then dancing to the music that they had on Mm. the iPad. And I was like, they're literally just imitating what they saw. And that's not okay. Yeah. And, but that's everything out there. So how do I, I don't want to be the, I haven't thought this through in terms of my own philosophy yet. I feel like I need to start thinking through it more carefully, but how do we encourage our girls to dress modestly for their own protection as well as out of consideration for other people and understanding that modesty of dress is just like all external behavior is an overflow of what's going on in your heart which is modesty of the heart which says which is the opposite of a heart that says look at me i need attention to feel good about myself i need uh I need to feel... I need to look good. I need to be flashy. I need to be drawing the attention of men and women. Because let's be honest, women mostly dress up for the attention of other women.
0: <laughs> I've heard.
1: Yeah. Um, Guys you know, like to
0: think it's for them. Nope.
1: Well, I mean, I, I would argue... Well, I don't know. I would argue that, you know, women... Well, I don't know. I'm thinking about that that Instagram account, Influencers in the Wild, where he posts ones. <laughs> there. He's had so many recently... I just, what a world we live in. Most of his recently, there was one of a woman just sitting on a beach and she's wearing a thong and she pulls the thong up extra tight up her butt and the camera is at her butt. And then she just lies on her side on the beach jiggling her butt for a while. And I'm sure that's all that's showing up. On the TikTok or the Instagram or whatever she's posting to Because she gets on. a
0: ton of views. Well, then, of course. And then
1: there's another... She's not doing that for women. Women are not... Other women are... Women are getting ideas from that, but it's Sex the... cells. sells the, And then the other one is basically the same thing, but this woman's wearing a thong and she's in a pool and she like... The water is like right below her butt line and she's like jumping up and down in the water, backing up to the camera. And then at the very end, she turns the camera off and then she like throws her arms in the air. It's not even recording anymore. And she's still putting on an act. But
0: it doesn't, um,
1: it's, it's just, isn't there an element
0: though for women of wanting to have a better butt than like, I guess I've met girls like that. They're just like, yeah, they're kind of flaunting their goods. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it is, it's a, it's a point of pride in comparison to other women as well as to being, you know, a sex object to men. And so for me, what I, as I verbally process is, I'm like, okay, how do I encourage my girls to not have to feel valued and good about themselves by making themselves a sex object? Uh, And as I say that, it's it should feel so self-evident. You're literally using the word object about you as a person. And that someone would say... But it just, you know, you are, you are not an object. You need to be valued for who you are and you need to value yourself for who you are. And it is 100% okay and not just okay, but good to have fun with your appearance. I mean, I do, I am not a girly girl. We know this, right? I cut my own long hair once a year. (laughs) just barely maintain it I don't do fingernail polish because it's a pain in the butt the minute you do it it chips off that's why I love you and um I you know I've stopped basically stopped wearing makeup lately mostly because I'm lazy and I'm out of good mascara You
0: guys I keep asking Molly <laughs> to stop shaving her laves because it's just hot but she's like <laughs> so, oh so gross it is
1: gross and <laughs> armpits I I mean I know I actually know of a lot of women in the crunchy. Uh, world who stopped European stopped shaving their armpits <laughs> and their legs because they're like it's purely a cultural thing. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not. There. I don't
0: know about the armpit thing. But
1: um, well, and supposedly.
0: I mean, I'm just not sure about it. I could go either way. I guess now that I'm 43 and you know been around the world a little bit, it's just not a big deal to me anymore.
1: <laughs> I I mean, it's obviously not a huge deal to me either. Except when I'm in a swimsuit or tank tops for a brief season in our so, life. Anyway, all that to say, take women. It is, it is a good thing. God made beauty. God made beauty in the external world. He made beautiful sunsets. He made us to enjoy beautiful art. He made us to enjoy fun clothing and hair and makeup and things like that. And we, I think, as mothers need to communicate that to our daughters and delight in having this fun with them while at the same time training their hearts that this is a delight in the goodness of God and the, the fun gifts that he's given us, not a point of competition and not a point of pride and not something that we use to lure or entice. And so those, the constantly checking the heart attitude for women is what drives modesty, but also, let's be honest... It can be a form of protection to you because of the type of guys that you're attracting, and how you're how and when you're attracting them to yourself. On the on the flip side, you know we need to teach our boys to have tremendous self control, to see women as uh, equals to love, but also weaker partners and sisters to protect and to look out for. and instill in them a sense of honor and dignity that is, I will not objectify another human being. I value myself and other human beings too much to stoop to objectifying and using fellow image bearers. So that is a, a basic theology of that that is not fully fleshed out, but we cannot, I mean, again, I think I'm preaching to the choir out here, we will never fix Broken hookup culture With education And consent We will never fix it I mean look at The Me Too movement did absolutely Nothing for actually fixing the brokenness That is American Sex lives And that's because it has to be fixed At a heart level
0: Um Yeah As you've noticed, we are um, 21 minutes in and we didn't even finish our intro. So <laughs> this is what I mean by like we're completely unscripted and off the cuff. Um gosh, I that kind of derailed me a, a little bit. Did you uh, do you more have some intro to do say you out? have some resources from Kinavox that I, we can link up and show people for that they can like refer to for some of this stuff?
1: Um, or should
0: they just sign up for one of your box, online box groups?
1: <laughs> uh, you can do both. If you're interested, actually, in doing an online KanaVox group with me, I'm going to try to launch one in January. I tried to launch one this fall, and I didn't have enough interest, so ah, cool. I I'm going to go for it in January. And anybody who wanted to spend time on Zoom with me for an hour a month... Would be welcome to do that. I, I can see if anything... This in isn't,
0: our... you guys, and it's not like some sort of like weird marketing pyramid, marketing scheme with like, it's, this is... Totally no, and it really
1: doesn't, and it doesn't cost anything. Completely It's different. free. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's free. Um,
1: but no, I can send you some, some hookup culture okay. statistics and articles. They're, yeah. I cool. don't think any of it necessarily goes to what I was saying, except kind Let's of talk. generally goes around the edge of the hookup culture issue
0: um yeah it it's uh, it's always worth talking about because I you know I'm starting my um, you know obviously I work in the music scene and that's huge um, random hookup culture stuff and had an interesting conversation last year with one of my ski patrol fellow ski patrollers who I work with and he was just we were talking about the fact that myself and one of the other are married with kids and kind of doing the things like, yeah, that. It's so it's just so different from you know our world and our culture because we just were nomadic you know as pro outdoor people you know we're nomadic we um you know we don't we don't commit you know so it's just kind of this you don't whole, commit to
1: anything yeah life. it's just
0: this whole kind of like just completely different vibe so which i'm back in now because i'm i i just started uh we're starting mountain opens on Friday and we did mountain setup yesterday and so I'm just like a rickety old man. Mountain setup means I'm I'm skiing the worst worst snow ever. You know, it's not groomed, it's just being pushed around by the snow cats. So it's all chunky and beat up. And some of the stuff is really rocky. There's no snow. Like I walked it down one run because there's just not enough snow to ski, but we had to put up pads around all of the snow making hydrants and all the signposts. Put up pads on all the lift towers for those of you in the south and you're like, what the heck are you talking about? Skiing, downhill skiing. You take a chair lift up, ski down a hill. It's pretty simple. Um, and then, you know, all of the stuff we don't want people to ski, we have to rope off or somehow close off. So there's a lot. It was just a lot of hauling things around, skiing the crappiest conditions um, you could get on your first day. Like you haven't skied all year, so I know I have a great idea. We haven't skied all year, let's go ski the worst conditions possible and haul a bunch of stuff at the same time.
1: <laughs> hey, I have a question for you.
0: The first is the worst.
1: What? That's my joke yesterday. What runs the engines that drive the the chairlifts? Um, is it is it electric electricity? It's
0: primarily, I'll have to ask. I believe it's primarily electricity. Because they're, not, I don't. I know we have
1: not driving fuel tanks up and we running on diesel.
0: No, but we have all of the lifts have auxiliary power units powered by gasoline. So basically, a, a gasoline motor, and it's really, really slow.
1: And so, if there was a power outage, you could fire up the gasoline right. motor and get people. But that's off a the good
0: lifts. question. I actually, last year, I've been working there for. You know, this year is my fourth year, fifth if you include a a Year while I worked for the marketing team. Um, I actually walked, I actually went up into one of the terminals because there's terminals on either end where they go mm-hmm. round houses or whatever they're called. Um, I actually walked up in one we were tearing out, and I'm like, I've never been up here. So I climbed the ladder and kind of poke around. I'm like, This is really, really cool. Um,
1: it's it's kind of crazy to think about the tremendous amount of power that it takes to run. I mean, there's some of the bigger lifts, there's a, over a hundred chairs and four people per chair, if the average person mm-hmm. on the chair is 150 pounds, that could be 600 pounds on one chair.
0: Yeah.
1: And if there are even half the chairs are full, say 50 chairs are full, that's 3,000 pounds being pushed don't up a forget,
0: hill. Don't forget the weight of the chair itself. Yeah,
1: and the chair, they're tremendously and the line, heavy.
0: And the the cable haul line.
1: How much do you think a metal chair weighs? I feel like we looked it up once when we were... Do you remember when Elise was like just starting to ski and you and I got caught in a massive wind set of wind gusts right at the top of the triple chair and Tito and Lily were in their classes and we were like oh my gosh I hope they're not on a chairlift right now because it was we we had we we had a lease between us do you remember this and we were on a triple so three of us and we were within spitting distance of getting off and the cha- they shut the sh- chair down because it was triggered with how like 60 mile an hour wind gusts. And we were blowing from side to side so hard that we had our arms wrapped around Elise for fear that she was going to go flying off of the chair. And there were chairs around us that were empty. And I feel like we looked up and they were about these big metal chairs were like 600 pounds each. And they were getting tossed around like a tumbleweed.
0: I'm guessing, and this is just a guess you guys, we have one of our lifts. Um, if the lift, if the wind is blowing so badly that it hits the um,
1: the kind of rail around the edge of it, yeah, there's a
0: bar. I'm my mind's blanking on what it's called. If it hits that rail, we shut down the lift. But I think these chairs are 100, 150 pounds, probably. That's it. Yeah, I mean, there's not it's much going on there. Like a little bit more there. than me. There's not much going on there.
1: Yeah, but metal weighs a lot more than okay. Well, human. I'll tell you what. How I will find out, does and maybe next
0: week, or I'll post it on the blog or Telegram. Chair I googled limit. it; I couldn't find anything. Chairway. weight limits. There's maybe I'm a weird... better
1: Googler than you.
0: Maybe I'm not using Google; I use DuckDuckGo. Remember?
1: Sugar lift stats. Sugar loaf. Wherever.
0: Let's not average worry about this. lift weighs we'll...
1: 180 pounds. Okay, you're maybe right.
0: So, but they're all different because they have different seats. Um where the heck were we going with that conversation? We... Oh, you asked me randomly how much those things weigh.
1: No, I asked you what that what ran the power on the That's turbine right. turbine right. engines.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I'm starting. Them. I'm starting a, my weekly schedule here is going to be a couple two three days a week uh, for the next for the rest of the season up on the mountain, and it's going to be awesome. Although I'm really really tired. Um, we ah oh, stink. I lost. I derailed my thought again.
1: Hmm. Well, I'll thought. take over then.
0: I had a thought that th- that jumped in there and then and then disappeared. No, I hadn't finished the show open. Um, but those of you that are, um, I will say this, though, since Molly mentioned K-2 Box links. I will include any links and documents and stuff in the show notes. So if you look in the show notes, they're new. I've started redoing them with timestamps. So you can go back and re-listen to things and catch things. And so the links are embedded in those uh, timestamps. So those are new. You'll also see an uptick on our blog. Uh, you should see an uptick on our blog. And then every week, I'm going to work on kind of putting together uh, an email that I'm going to send out with kind of a summary of, of the content we've talked about um, during the week on our various channels, and that includes Telegram. Um, so what we talked about on the blog, what we talked about on the podcast, and just kind of some interesting things, and any other interesting bits and pieces and, and, and things that I feel like throwing in there as well also you guys um i'll say this now versus the end of the show since it's kind of housekeeping here in the middle uh but i have brand new limited edition stickers that should be here within the week so i expect all pre-orders to begin shipping after thanksgiving we have ordered by popular request we have ordered um we have ordered and made two inch by two inch square people are weird and hard stickers and all they do is say people are weird and hard come in dark blue and aqua it's a high quality vinyl Um, i'm firing my other sticker people because i don't i just don't like the quality that much um and they're shipping directly from our house molly has intimated that the girls are going to draw pictures for everybody or something that's going to go out but anyway the pre-order is available now on our website stickers are three bucks a pop and, uh, so go on and order four or five or six and, uh, we'll get them out to you as soon as they come in. Um, but I've only ordered a hundred and they're, they're selling regularly. So I'll be doing a full count. I'll be listing uh, an, an inventory count on the website here, um, as we get, uh, closer. So a hundred of each color. So jump on there. com, TB2F, the number 2F, .com, and then click Swag Shack. Sweet. You know what? Uh, context is everything. Because I was at an avalanche workshop last Friday, and swag—something um, workshop, avalanche group, or something like that. It's a very common, uh, a common term in the avalanche community, and Interesting. I'm just flaking on what it means. But I thought it was kind of funny because every time
1: that they were talking about swag.
0: swag, I'm like clothing, stickers, hats. That's funny. <laughs>
1: uh um okay so as long as you're talking about posting links i've got a couple links for you to post snow weather and avalanche guidelines i did a quick google there Uh, a couple quick links for you to post that i will send to you one is you guys i am trying to train my children to help clean around the house but that means that I go through a lot of cleaning fluid, whatever whatever people are cleaning, especially if I, if I commissioned Faith, who is four. Lately, I've been asking her to wash baseboards around the house while the other kids are doing productive chores. She takes it very seriously. She can usually make this it is Elise. Faith. Oh. She can usually, or a windowsill. All
0: our kids took stuff seriously at age four. Well,
1: if you get to spray a spray bottle with unlimited... It's like being handed I don't know just it's like being handed your driver's license or something. Oh, the amount of power that she feels in getting to use a spray bottle at her discretion is tremendous. The only thing she knows she has to do is she has to because our baseboards and our windowsills are all wood. she has to get it totally dry, but it's it is shocking you people who don't have kids yet you people. You, you creepy people. No, you You look at people like us and go, why are you washing your baseboards? Guess what? We wash our walls, too. I I remember having a friend who might recognize herself in this comment, but she, she has four kids and they were moving and she said, rather than try to wash the baseboards and the walls of this house to make it look presentable, and they're undoubtedly cleaner people than we are. They don't have any pets. Rather than try to wash all of the kid grime off of the walls and the baseboards, they opted to just paint over all of the grime for an entire house. And our kids were young enough then still that I was like, okay, is it, is it real that really that bad? And now the amount of grime, there are certain corners that the kids go around like, at the bottom of our stairs, the wall where, you know, where the skis are hanging on the wall, the antique skis we have on the wall, that wall, they all feel the need to touch as they go around the corner and then they go into our room because I have the kids all brush their teeth in my bathroom. That way I can monitor the amount of mess that is made rather than have them split up to various bathrooms and have to deal with spit in four different sinks. I just have to deal with spit in one sink and on one mirror. Anyway. So there's a little parenting pro tip for you also. Uh, but the as they go around those corners, just the amount of grunge that has accumulates on our wall, you have to wash your walls. You have to wash your baseboards. You have to wash the, your doorways, your door frames, way more than you ever thought would be a need pre-kids. Anyway. I have uh, have for many years used a cleaning solution that is half distilled water, actually RO reverse osmosis water, half reverse osmosis water, half white vinegar, and then I add a couple drops of a clean dishwashing soap, and I don't, and I mean clean with what I'm comfortable with in terms of uh, ingredients, and then like anywhere from ten to twenty five drops of a disinfecting essential oil, and the one that I use no offense to people who do MLM, essential oil companies out there. I don't want to be an affiliate, but I still want a good price. So I buy mine from plant therapy. And there's one that they call germ fighter that's similar to like young livings. Oh, was it thieves or doTERRA has one called on guard. They're very similar ingredients. They smell the same. They kill kill bugs on contact. And so I add drops of that. And that's our cre- our cleaning solution. And it's Probably pennies per bottle fill as opposed to, uh, you know, seven or eight dollars for a bottle of cleaning spray from natural grocers or something that Faith could go through half of in one cl- baseboard cleaning session. So all of that to say, we had some window cleaning sessions recently that went through all of an expensive window cleaning bottle in about two goes. And I was like, I'm... I'm going to try again. I have never been happy with w- DIY window cleaning solutions.
0: Is it, th- is it a lack of alcohol thing or you adding alcohol to those things?
1: I have never added rubbing alcohol to that. Because that seems
0: like the main ingredient. It is. To like so So
1: cleaners. I found one and I washed four windows with it yesterday. Big windows, like our sliding door inside mm-hmm. and outside. And then the two right above my kitchen sink. And I am so happy with how it turned out. Here's Ooh. the really interesting ingredient that it has you add cornstarch to it really because glass is not perfectly smooth glass has You're it right. has some has bumps in it and glass is also a liquid and the cornstarch fills in the little porous bumps that are microscopic and that eliminates streaks apparently somehow but it's like a quarter cup of rubbing alcohol a quarter cup of vinegar some essential oils, cornstarch, and water, and I'm so happy with it.
0: I will include the recipe or a link to the recipe. Uh, I'll put the recipe on the blog, include a link to the blog post. Um, since it's a little much for the show notes with everything else, you found a fantastic. And guys, I gotta, I gotta recommend this to you, Molly. So we get this brand new Subaru. And Andy, if you're listening, thanks for the text I just got. It's a Subaru Crosstrek. <laughs> he, me, he just texted me just now and I'm like, oh man, I got to update you on that. Um, and I, I was out running errands. We, we were, I just, I'd driven it back from Salt Lake and I was out running errands and I've been out for, we've only had it for like a week. And I took my Yeti coffee cup which has a plastic lid on the top, but it has an open mouth hole. You guys know what kind of lid I'm talking about. It's generic, clear, you know. Doesn't
1: seal. Doesn't
0: seal because it's got an open, I mean, it seals around the edges, but it's got an open hole for you to sip out of that doesn't close. Everything else on the top is closed. Kind of just more of a heat retention thing than anything. And I was being very careful with it because I knew I had it in Molly's new, in well, I call it Molly's new car, but I know I had it in our new car. Well, as you might imagine, given the conversation and what we're talking about, <laughs> I spilled coffee all over the passenger seat.
1: Which is not leather because we bought mm. a base model Subaru. Yeah.
0: And it's it's a, it's a cloth. It was kind of this black with sort of this like very...
1: Gray undertones.
0: Yeah, kind of this gray stitching undertones. and You could see the coffee stain because you had gray undertones on part of the seat and then not on the other part of the seat. And I was just... Devastated. I'm like, I just wrecked a whole lot of things.
1: Which at the same time, you recognized that it was probably best that you did the first big spill in the Subaru. Right. And not a kid spilling grape juice yeah. or something on the seats. Yeah,
0: although our kids don't drink grape juice. Um we uh so I tell Molly, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just had a massive, massive screw up. And she's like, here, try this recipe. And for cleaning. And it was how to get I think the blog post was like how to get coffee stains out of anything, and you guys, it freaking worked.
1: Wasn't it like half vinegar, half water?
0: I it was like it yeah, was something half really basic. vinegar. It was something super basic, and it was just like holy cow, it actually worked. There's not I I looked I've tried looking very very hard. Now granted, this is like I said, black with gray undertones, spill brown coffee. Not a whole lot of discoloration potential there, but I'm looking and I can't find anything it looks i was i was floored so i'm really i'll share that recipe too i I hope
1: you can find it because i have no recollection of where i would find Um, that for you
0: yeah we need to save it though because it's a brilliant coffee coffee fix there's also a product for you wine drinkers i'll include maybe i'll find it on amazon and include an amazon affiliate link but it's called wine away and it works Wondrously on wine spills, even on the lightest um, colored of carpet,
1: clothing and carpet. Clo-
0: yep. It's just amazing, and it, it works on few, a few other things too. But it's another little um, magic divi- magic thing we've we've found over the years. Um, so if you're not a wine drinker but you still have these dark stains, it might work on coffee. I don't know. Could be a, a chemical reaction with with something in the wine too. Um, yeah. But anyway. Um,
1: Okay, speaking of, I've got one more recipe. If somebody
0: was like, what do you guys talk about? Oh, we share recipes on the blog. People are thinking food, and here we are with recipes for cleaning products. Hey,
1: hey, cleaning products. <laughs> I actually have a food recipe I'll share with you. But speaking of things that our kids don't generally drink, uh, our pastor told me after hearing our story about how bunnies can't burp or fart.
0: Are you sharing this on the show? Of
1: course I Holy am. Holy
0: crap, it's funny.
1: He said that his grandfather, I believe it was his grandfather, had a feed store growing up and they had a huge rat problem because rats were attracted to this plentiful source of food that they could just chew through a bag or whatever and access great quality, delicious, just right there for you food. And the only solution that they found that was effective to getting rid of the rat problem was that they would open a bottle of soda and pour some into the cap and just leave it out for the rats, drink the rest of it if they wanted. And the rats are similar, apparently, to rabbits. And the carbonation, (laughs) they were attracted to the super sweet, so they would drink it, but the carbonation in it would... Build up inside them and basically make them explode. Their insides explode.
0: <laughs> they would internally combust. Because
1: the way combust is is starting on fire, isn't it? Doesn't combust mean start on fire? I don't know. Anyway, they would explode internally. Internal
0: com- explosion.
1: Because they they can't expel gas. So we don't really drink a whole lot of carbonated beverages in our house, but. Um, I if You the... have a rabbit. Don't let your rabbit drink your Mountain Dew. It will kill it. It will. <laughs> I will also inside. include
0: for you a how to kill rats recipe. I, I remember at the <laughs> cabin, Jim, your dad was having problems with pack rats, and so part of his recipe was um, soda, Coca Cola, yeah, with something but else.
1: But he was mixing. He was cutting it with poison.
0: Oh yeah, he was blow up and and get poisoned at uh, the same time.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so another actual recipe that Addie sent me, and she said, you have to try this. And I still have a, a box of zucchini sitting Really quick. Around. Really quick. Yes.
0: Um, combust, according to Miriam um, Webster, means to burn. Okay. That's it. Just burn. It's all it gives me. Just burn. Super wild. So
1: so Addy sent me a recipe for Zucchini butter spaghetti And I will send you The link to it I don't have, have who the blogger was Off the top of my head It was a common one like Smitten Kitchen or something But you basically shred A pound or more of zucchini And cook it in lots of butter Until it's really melty and smooth And add some Parmesan cheese And Toss it with spaghetti and some of the preserved pasta sauce and uh our girls inhaled it they absolutely was titus around no that was that the day you guys went out hunting, when they we out hunting. anyway they just inhaled it they loved it. i thought a couple of them would be a little suspicious of the zucchini component and they absolutely loved it and I sent Jr. up to the ski area with some leftovers the next day, and even as leftovers, it's quite delicious. So if you happen to be like me and still have a couple of stray zucchini sitting on your counter that you're wondering what to do with, uh, zucchini spaghetti, or mentally pin the recipe for next year when it is crazy zucchini season again.
0: Fun. Yes. Cool.
1: Um. I faith asked me just today because Lily and Faith are doing Christmas songs with in violin practice. and it's actually very impressive. Lily has only been doing violin since the summer, and she's ten and she's got a whole bunch of Christmas songs in her repertoire now. It's really cool. Hmm. and i I was thinking one of my favorite I love Alison Krauss, and there's a YouTube version where Alison Krauss sings the Wexford carol with Yo-Yo Ma playing the cello. And I thought, I wonder if there's a violin version of, of that that Lily might enjoy, especially after seeing this beautiful version of it that Allison Krauss sings. And it's really, the song is really more carried by Alison Krauss's voice, and the Yo-Yo Ma cello is very much in the background of it. So she lost interest in terms of using it for violin oh. but but it then the youtube that i was playing auto played to some more christmas songs and faith goes it's not christmas it's thanksgiving we need a thanksgiving playlist and i was like there's really no such thing as a thanksgiving playlist but there should be
0: we had so we'll get back to the thanksgiving playlist i was driving somewhere with the girls and we, it was it was getting towards evening. and our normal route for those of you that don't know where we live, which is probably most of you, our normal, Hopefully route-
1: most of you. creepers.
0: <laughs> um, our normal route into downtown or anywhere um, into the greater Billings uh, generally um, is uh, we drive south and then we, we cut, you know we cut east towards the interstate. Well, when we drive south down kind of one of our main strips here, um, we, we can see the Montana Zoo in, in the distance there, maybe, you know, half a mile off. Cause it's mm. only about a half, quarter mile maybe from, where, from the roundabout where we turn towards the interstate. You anyway, know, we're driving down there and it's getting dusk and there's a bunch of Christmas lights out. Zoo Montana's already kind of decorated a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the girls, this started a raging debate in the car with our children about whether or not it's too early to put up christmas lights because it's not even thanksgiving yet
1: that's so funny they don't realize that this is a this is a debate that's raging the nationwide. i know
0: i informed them i was like girls this is a debate that's been raging for generations now
1: when is it allowed to listen to christmas music and put up your decorations uh, who did i see somebody recently posted an instagram picture and i peeped a christmas tree in the background it was maybe a week ago and i was like wow you're one of those people Okay, good for
0: you. That's funny. We're getting our Christmas tree this week at the cabin. We're going to go up and actually spend Thanksgiving up there for the first time ever. Molly has conceded...
1: That maybe cooking a turkey up there is going to be too ambitious. Yeah. I bought a turkey at Costco, you guys. And even just hauling a 20-pound turkey in a cooler up there. And then not having the internet there to Google what if something goes wrong with the the oven or something. So (laughs) I think I'm going to... I'm going to prep it here and then we'll have two day old leftovers up there where I only bring enough for us to eat. We'll see. I don't know. The idea of even attempting the turkey in the wood stove seems so cool to me in theory. I don't see but why. Less in practice. I mean,
0: it'll get hot. Just crank that sucker up and cook it.
1: Yeah, but I have to keep it consistently hot for a long time.
0: That's doable. It's doable.
1: Okay. Well, I don't know. I have I have about two hours to make that How call. long? How
0: long is a long time? <laughs>
1: well, it depends on the recipe. So, Mel's Kitchen Cafe, which you guys all know I'm a huge fan guys, of. Because you guys, I'll
0: tell you what, there's majestic oven turkey recipes everywhere.
1: Okay. I guess I could look those I'm up. Kidding.
0: So I'm kidding. So, there might be. I, I should sarcastic. Google it.
1: I should Google it. Oh, Mel's Kitchen Cafe it. has a recipe that I'm very... Because those of you who have listened to us around Thanksgiving last year... We brined for like five days and then smoked a turkey, and it was—I don't know if it was a Traeger recipe. or It was supposed to be amazing. It was so lackluster. We've yeah, had fantastic it's just brined. Nothing,
0: we have nothing had fantastic
1: brined turkeys before. My brother-in-law Dave's
0: turkey is and knockout.
1: And whatever I did, I guess maybe I was too chintzy on the brining materials because when you're pouring like two cups of salt into a thing and. All of these expensive ingredients, it just seems like a lot to mostly pour out in water afterwards. I don't know. Brining doesn't do well with my frugal heart. But um, Mel's Kitchen Cafe has a, a turkey recipe that's interesting and appealing to me to try. That's basically reverse searing. So if you think about cooking a roast or a steak, what you normally do is you... you sear it at the very end, or if it's thin, you sear it. But if you... People do this with prime ribs as well. You sear it at the beginning and get that that great crust and the flavor from the, the high heat on the outside of it. And with something like a prime rib, it seals the juices in a little bit. And then you cook it at a lower temperature until it reaches temperature. Well, she has a recipe for doing that with a turkey that seems really interesting to try because it's only... A little over two hours for the whole process, even for a twenty-pound turkey, which she's she's got dozens and dozens of comments from people who said I was skeptical about this, but it worked.
0: Do they make four-pound turkeys? Because I feel like that's about all the that's turkey called we're a chicken. <laughs> so we had no. Our... The
1: Traeger people actually prefer to do ten to twelve-pound turkeys.
0: Our church recently had so. Well, I'll, I'll back up. So um, I. Wasn't I was working on Sunday morning and I wasn't able to go to church, but our church that evening had their Thanksgiving family dinner um, at one of the local schools. And so I we went and had a great time. And I, I was texting. I don't remember who texted who first. Uh, I think I might have texted our pastor, Stacy, and he was out traveling, so he wasn't at the dinner. And he, he says, did you have some of Brad's turkey? And I was like, apparently Brad's turkey is famous. And I'm like, I don't know. I it. said I had a lot of turkey. Um, one they turkey... weren't
1: labeled, though.
0: No, they weren't labeled. And I said one turkey stood out. Did you have a... I had a piece of turkey. So with a, with a hint of... Seemed like a hint of cinnamon. Yeah. And I don't know if it was the fried turkey or what was going on there, but all the turkeys kind of tasted the same. As they do. This one was like, I think I actually was like, ooh, this one's good. And I don't know if Brad was sitting there, but I pointed out, I was like, this, this is a good turkey right here. Hmm. Uh, my mom, yeah, I had a lot of ham too. And what I really missed was my mom's pineapple brown sugar glazed ham that she mm-hmm. does. That's I'm not a pineapple person. But the ham with the pineapple flavor and the brown sugar is a little bit like, a little bit like a taco sal pastor, but with ham, but it had that same kind of hint of
1: the caramel hint of pineapple that was
0: really really good. So I'm a big fan of that particular ham dish. My mom listens to the show, so she'll be like, "Ooh, that's that's been one of your father's favorites since before we were married. He's always loved it." Blah blah blah. <laughs> yep.
1: yep. <laughs> Um, Okay, so backtracking just a smidge. To turkey
0: uh, playlists, Thanksgiving playlist. Thanksgiving playlist. Did you put one together?
1: I did not, but I started thinking what would I put on it. And the first three songs that came to mind were the Doxology, the Now Thank We All Our God that I talked about a couple of weeks ago, and the specific version by the guy whose handle on YouTube is Reawaken Hymns. So, no organs, no fancy music. It's him and a guitar. And then Wendell Kimbrough's song, Oh, Give Thanks. And I'm curious, we probably wouldn't have time to do a Thanksgiving playlist to share with other people, given that you're releasing this tonight or tomorrow, and we are leaving for the, cabin. for the cabin shortly after And I that. don't,
0: we don't really use, I mean... We
1: don't um, use Spotify.
0: Not much. I mean, I've got a, I've got a pay, I got a free account, but... Um, Spotify to date has never had random side note. You guys, we switched from Spotify to Apple music many years ago because our kids started listening to stuff on, um, on streaming and Spotify didn't have any parental controls.
1: Which we need to discuss parental controls because our kids can watch music videos on Apple music and they're not necessarily... The music videos I'd like them to watch.
0: I don't know that I... Ah, we might have a music... I might be able to just turn it off wholesale.
1: That would be actually something I would really like. Because I don't mind them having an old iPad or phone in their room to listen to music while they're hanging out or reading or whatever. That's a
0: device level setting that I need to... Okay, but
1: I don't really care for them having access to music videos because then they're watching their phone and not just using it for music. And we can't control what they're watching. Yep, it's true. Um... Anyway, if anyone wants to share, I might, if I have time, if I bake a turkey tonight and I'm sitting around while you guys are at judo, do a YouTube playlist off of my personal account. There you go. That I could share with people for We have ideas. a Too Busy to
0: Flush. YouTube uh, you, or
1: like Google handle?
0: You YouTube account. Oh,
1: okay. I'll think. I'll look into that for tonight. But, um, no, you just... I need to go feed the kids dinner.
0: Well, I need to go help um, your dad hook up a trailer. Oh, that's true. Still be back in. Time I have one
1: do... final kind of thought that I've been thinking about mm-hmm. today, and I so you mentioned our church. A lot of people do not know because even though we in some ways are doing reality podcasting, you're only getting a slice of our lives, and there are things that we think are not necessarily appropriate to share or discuss, or that we.
0: With a broader we, can. we have time. Like sometimes we just don't have time to get to everything. We, well, have, we have a four yeah, hour but, podcast.
1: But but also Daily. We could have a it, daily
0: podcast. <laughs>
1: we wouldn't have time for that. We we try very hard to speak only of other people in a way that if they were to listen to our podcast, whether they listen to it or not. They would not hear something. This was the rule of thumb with email when we worked at Peacemakers. Always assume that your email could be forwarded to the person you're talking about. Never say something about somebody else that you would not say to their face. And we have that as a. It's not something we've sat down and thought about. I mean,
0: it can be a problem for me because I will say stuff to people's face that I probably should. But as a
1: general rule, um, you know, we're not going to. I was just saying we're not going to blast your mom's cooking, but we never would anyway. Both of our moms (laughs) are amazing cooks, but we're not going to say something negative about family, about friends. If we have something that is negative about somebody that's triggered a conversation we're having, we will try to hide who that person is enough that they would not recognize themselves if they were to hear us talking about them. So all that to say, we have not discussed publicly the fact that we've recently changed churches.
0: We have not, and that's been on my.
1: But we have, and I feel like the why in all of those things is not necessarily something that we need to discuss publicly. No, but when
0: we have in in the past several ep- in the past in episodes this past year and the year prior. When we, we've often hinted at some very difficult circumstances in our lives. And that was the source.
1: A lot of it was. A lot
0: of it was the source.
1: Um, We are grateful for our old church in a lot of ways. We're grateful for our new church in a lot of ways. They're both full of people who are weird and hard. We know more of the weird and hard of the old than we do of the new because we just don't know people. I'm gonna keep well. it
0: that way. I'm gonna just sit <laughs> in that pew.
1: No, I here's here's songs. the thing. At the Thanksgiving dinner, you know, on Sunday morning, I'm managing kids. Basically the other women in my peer group are managing kids. Dads have more time to just drink coffee and talk to each other. So I feel like you've made more connections. In this I'm new... in a really
0: small, consistent circle and I'm struggling to have the desire to move out.
1: Um, well, I guess I, I was. But thinking... I also recognize
0: it's a process and it takes time.
1: Yeah, I was thinking they so there were a couple of women who went out of their way to introduce themselves to me um, to say my my children have befriended your children. I want to meet you. Finally, I've known, you know, I've seen you in the pews and that and and as I was thinking <clears throat> about it yesterday, well, I had some time in the kitchen by myself I was thinking about how um, trying to get to know someone communicates value and how being an anonymous person gives you less of a sense of value in a group. And, you know, as, as we talk about trying to help our daughters have, have enough of a sense of dignity and value that they are not... Uh, sucked in by the first guy who pays attention to them, we we have to confer that to them by knowing them well and by loving them well. And when you are when you are in a group of friends, you you feel valued by that group of friends, not because they're constantly patting you on the back or telling you how great they are. Although it is wonderful when friends are verbal in their appreciation for you. And I think that that's something or, in a, you know, with a spouse, there's, you know, there's love language, your love language is words of whatever. I'm mm-hmm. not good at my love languages. But, you know, words of affirmation is, is a, a very well recognized way of communicating to someone that you love them, which is also another way of saying I value you and I value that you are in my life. And we, we we, to a certain extent as believers, can look at the world around us, at the world writ large, and say, every person, whether you're, you know, whether I know you or not, you have inherent dignity and value because you were made in God's image. But you don't necessarily feel that value unless I know you personally, and I invest time in getting to know you for who you are. And so, I mean, ultimately, this is this is me looking out at other people and thinking, how do I communicate value to my kids while well, I spend time with them, and I get to know them, and I get to know what's important to them and their fears and their concerns, and me being invested in them says, you are worth something to me, and I care about you, and that fills them with a sense of inherent dignity and value. Now, when I'm flipping it around to me, and I'm looking at a room full of women who don't know anything about me. And I'm like, it, genuinely, this is me being pretty honest here. I'm special. Like, I have I have things that I could contribute to your life. And you guys know nothing about me. All you know is that I don't wear makeup. Because you can see that. <laughs> you can see that I'm not always the most put together when I come to church. You can see that my kids are not always the most put together when we come to church. I mean, Faith's outfit on Sunday for both church and the, the Thanksgiving dinner, we're, we're like, hey, my four-year-old dressed herself today. <laughs> Very abundantly clear that my four-year-old dressed herself. And that's just, that's just who, who I am and who we are. And if you're looking at me, that doesn't necessarily, you don't see value in me other than a generic, you're a person made in God's image. And I cannot expect my sense of value and of dignity to come from other people i myself need to be leaning into the lord to fill me and to be my satisfaction and even as i am looking at other people and going the lord is us- the lord has called me to be an instrument in giving you a sense of value and dignity here on earth does that make sense oh yeah and sure. and and then at the same time i was like this is part of why we read our bibles and study god's word right Because I can say all day long, you know, God is worthy of my praise and I love the Lord and he saved me. But the more that I know him, the more value I find in him, just like the more I, you know, hopefully a random woman at church gets to know me, the more value Mm. she will place in who I am and her friendship with me.
0: Because God is spending... When you're in prayer and in the Word, God is spending time with you. And yes, showing you but value.
1: also... So He's spending time with me, but also I have to spend time in the Word in order to know Him in a way that I place more value in who He is. In Both in not just what He's done for me, but who He is. Yeah. Um. And so... I don't know, I don't, I don't really have anywhere to go with that beyond, I That's was right. like, I need to be reading my Bible more, so that my worship of God is more deep and meaningful, mm-hmm. just in terms of who God is, which is funny, because my Bible reading today was the Levite who hacked his compu mine up and sent him to everyone, it was like the entire story, that was my Bible reading today, I was like, okay, I don't I don't really know what this <laughs> does for my worship <laughs> of God, but there you go, this is God's word. <laughs> inspired <laughs> inerrant sharper than any two-edged and sword
0: totally not understandable sometimes going
1: <laughs> out and not returning void in my life okay
0: there okay. we go there you go <laughs> oh man all right well guys if you um we'll be back next next week we're gonna have another listener story um so i'm excited to share that um and so that'll be that'll be fun if you guys have a story you'd like to share with us either humorous or otherwise and just to kind of you know Almost in a in a way of you guys being a part of the show and giving back to um, your listeners and helping them, uh, blessing them, letting letting all of us blessing us, letting us know. You know what?
1: We're, we're all not, in this together. We're
0: all in this together. We're not we're not that. I mean, we're weird and hard, but we're not actually. We're not on a one sense. We're all not all that unique. So we're not out there alone. We're doing it together, and it's and it's a lot of fun and can be really ridiculous sometimes. Um, If you like what you, uh, you can also, if you want to just reach out to us and send us a note, you can do so by jumping on our website, toobusytoflush.com, all grammatically correct, or tb2f.com. You can scroll down and send us a postcard. Alternatively, you can send us an email at tb2f at pmpapamike.me. Finally, I'll include the link in the show notes, but if you'd like to join our telegram group, go for it um i typically if there's something new happening or an update for something um it always lands there first for the most part so if we had a, a core group of community be, that'd be one of them and don't forget pre-order our people weird and hard stickers on our website get that done and rep uh rep your rep what you believe because you know what people are weird and hard and that includes us you know it's funny because I, I you know i'm i don't think any of my ski patrollers friends are 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 christian and there's been a lot of i've not been shy about telling them i have a podcast but there's so many applications to people are weird and hard and they all get it everybody gets it you're like well yeah you're weird and hard in your own ways and they're like oh yeah totally there you go. So like when and you cert- got to funny- accept
1: that to just get along yeah. with people. So
0: like when funny circumstances come up or somebody does thing that's really dumb or like, why did you do it? What is going through your head right now? It's like, uh, people are weird. People and hard. are weird
1: and hard is like the <laughs> cornstarch in the glass cleaning recipe that just fills in the little holes <laughs> and leaves the window of your life a little bit less streaky. Wow.
0: <laughs> that is the most amazing <laughs> summary I think I've ever heard. I'm staring at the clock so I can timestamp that action. (laughs) Um, That's phenomenal. Okay, you guys, we're going to be back um, hopefully next week. Um, I'm working three days, I think, next week. So I'll have a sparse day here and there, get things out the door. And um, it's been great being with you.